1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of Ghost Chronicles International. Been on the air for a long time with these foreigners, but I'm used to it. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me, speaking of foreigners, across the pond is the gold standard in ghost hunting, enjoying the warm weather, Steve Possitz.
0: Good afternoon. Mm. We are enjoying the warm weather. It's... um. Well, we've got a bit of a low pressure part of the UK is under flood alert and thunderstorm mm-hmm. we're basking in the sun.
1: And Europe, Europe has broken all kinds of records, uh, in France and other places.
0: They're just celebrating Brexit early. Oh, yeah, yeah. is that what it is? That's what it is, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, it's about two months before you'll be making your way across the Atlantic Ocean, And arriving here in uh, great New England and uh, joining my company once again.
0: Yep. Not long to go now. Back to Canada South.
1: Yep. And, uh, of course, you'll be here for Spirit Quest and a bunch of other things that we're working on. So... Uh, make sure you check our website at anyghostproject.com, anyghostproject.com. And, of course, today's show is once again brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street, with Mass. So check out their website. And
0: the letters J, L, and the number 7. Mm, really? Do you say well, it's so? it's like, like c Street. Sesame Hey! C-Sane. Mm. Hey, I was watching a very interesting article today while I had my lunch about the uh, difference in the... Because you're always bitching and moaning about uh, the British... I never way bitch
1: and moan about anything.
0: You do. I'm about the easiest bo- guy. <laughs> yeah. Should we get a poll on that?
1: Hmm.
0: Um, I am about, a poll. About the way... Uh, the differences in the two languages. Hmm. And... Um, why? Why we add letters? Because you're always complaining that we add the yeah, letters. Yeah, you always
1: stick these DM letters and
0: in. silent no, letters like reasons. B, like the letter B in doubt. And we have uh, strange ways where the same letter combinations are pronounced different ways or different letters. Yeah, we have that. Too, pronounced though. the same way, and it, it all comes down to um, basically uh, the Tudors. And a guy called Samuel Webster, who wrote the Webster's American Dictionary. Mm-hmm. And uh, our language has never... Most of the languages around the world um, went through revision at some point, where they decided to standardize all of the language, all of the spelling and the pronunciation, yada, 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 uh, except Britain. Yeah, our yeah, language... Yeah. Our language, our, our governance, uh, never instituted any form of um, systematic restructuring of the language. So our language just d- evolved uh, into what it is today. And it's described as the hardest language in the world to learn mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: because of the multiple ways that we can pronounce the same thing or the different ways we can, pr- uh, we can spell different things i suppose um but america adopted the the standards um, of webster's american dictionary and uh, you you chucked out because america uh we our language is based on four four cores which is uh, germanic uh, from the anglo danes who, who invaded us then of course french um after the 1066 uh, william the conqueror thing and mm-hmm. French became the language of the English court. Then, of course, we have Greek and uh, Latin roots in there as well, um, which is why we, we have these sort of weird differences. But your language, in many ways, a lot of the words you use are actually Tudor words, Tudor English words, uh, that you fixed into your dictionaries uh, in the 1700s, which we've we, we've evolved past those, things like sidewalk. Um, things like fall
1: yeah that's why you call the ground the floor that's like what the hell not <laughs> sure. it's
0: not part of a house it is Could the floor, be the floor. it is not nice it's the ground well you number your floors wrong anyway you don't have no, a ground have floor of course no, you do you, you go into an American building with multiple floors and you, mm-hmm. in Britain you go in on the ground floor then you go to the first floor the second floor the third no, floor you
1: why would you duplicate
0: yourself in America you're going on the first floor. That's like a Exactly. Upstairs.
1: It's the first floor you're on. And Why would it be anything different?
0: Well, because the first floor is the basement.
1: Oh, that's the basement. Yeah. Oh the guy.
0: Hey, oh that's I see. The, so you're happy to so if it's below ground, it doesn't get a the, number.
1: It's the basement.
0: Right. No. It's the it's it's if you're so then doing it becomes
1: it on, levels. Level one, well level no,
0: it two, would be the it would be the first floor. Then the ground floor would be the second nope. floor.
1: Nope. Yep. So if you had multiple basement floors, then the first floor would be, what, Three, levels before the ground floor?
0: In the American system, the lowest floor would be floor one. Exactly. In Britain, the, 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 the correct way of doing it is the ground floor is the floor that's at ground level. Yeah, if you say so. Or at floor level. We
1: do call <laughs> it ground as well. But anyways... <laughs> That's, I oh, guess way, which it's one of the mysteries of the world, which is what this show is all about, because we're going to be talking about some of the strange mysteries of the world. Yeah. And what, one that has always fascinated me is the uh, Voynich Manuscript.
0: Which has been deciphered. No way. It, it has been deciphered. Google. Go, ticky. You go Google it now. About three or four months ago, an academic deciphered the Voynich Manuscript. Oh, just... Is this the one with flowers and drawings? The one with nudes, flowers, strings... Oh, no, no, sorry, my, my bad, my bad. At least I think it, I'm sure, some famous manuscript was... It's
1: a 15th century manuscript. It was written by an unknown language, or coded language. It's uh, mixed uh, with elegant writing and drawings of strange plants that don't exist, nude portraits which were drawn... Uh, uh, you know, in, in other things. It's it's yeah, it's never been
0: never. Uh, I beg to differ.
1: Really? Are you on your funkin' Wagnels now looking at
0: it? Scholars, uh since his discovery in uh, this is an article from September. um an academic uh, uh yeah. yeah, history researcher and television writer Nicholas Gibbs oh, has cracked yeah. the has cracked yeah. the code.
1: intelligent. Right? There you hang go. On. Yeah,
0: go ahead. Has cracked the code, discovering that the book is actually a guide to women's health. Uh, writing in the Times Literary Supplement, uh, he he worked on the Voynich manuscript for three years. Um, mm-hmm. uh, after it had been digitised by Yale's by Nechu yeah. Library. Yeah. yeah. Um, after looking at the so-called code for a while, he realized he was seeing a common form of medieval Latin abbreviations often used in medical treatises about herbs. From the Herbarium. incorporated into the manuscript, a standard pattern of abbreviations and ligatures emerged for each plant entry. The abbreviations correspond to the standard pattern of words used in the Herbarium ampulius platonicus.
1: <laughs> easy for you to say
0: well it is because it's Latin yeah. so it wasn't a code it's after a all it wasn't a code after all the Voynich manuscript is actually shorthand and the text would have been it, uh, familiar to anybody at the time who was uh, I, I, interested I, I in you know, because the,
1: the drawings are plants that, no, that don't exist
0: um, I'm just saying
1: I'm just telling
0: I'm just saying a uh, a scholar claims that he has disclosed it. No,
1: discoded no, not a scholar, it. a TV writer.
0: No, he was commissioned by because a lot of well that's like saying they didn't discover the Titanic because the Titanic discovery was for, was part-funded by Discovery Networks. Mm. All right, get me. That's there. where the money is. TV, um, mm. you know they TV. Yes. But we never see it. Oh, hang on. There's a there's a bottom there's a there's a a rider on this one now that's just been Oh, a rider. We like it. Update. 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 Breaking news. Do we have a? Do we have
1: a? Breaking news.
0: There we go. Scholars have started to debunk the claim about the manuscript, noting that the translation appears to make no sense, and that a lot of the original findings were apparently done uh, by other researchers. Uh, Last week, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. As soon as uh, the article, uh, as soon as Gibbs' paper hit the internet, news about it spread rapidly.
1: Of course it would. uh,
0: uh, Harvard's library curator of early modern Uh, books, John Overholt, mm -hmm. uh, wrote, We're not buying this Voynich thing. Medievalist Kate Wiles um, added that I've yet to see a medievalist who does. I... Personally, I object to his interpretation as it being Ooh. abbreviations. However, well,
1: this isn't.
0: However, this isn't sitting well with people who actually read medieval Latin. Oh, uh, there you know. <laughs> Who says. <laughs> so they're now fighting over it. So it may or may not. The idea that the book has been a medical treatise might turn out to be correct, but that wasn't. I,
1: I don't right. think so because the plants well, are like. Hang, hang on.
0: But that wasn't Gibbs' discovery. Uh, Many scholars already studying the book, uh, using the same evidence, reached the similar conclusion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think what they they concede is it's probably a medical treatise of some form, uh, but they're objecting to his claims that what they're dealing with is a shorthand Right. So the jewelry still appears to be out on the Voynich. Of course, ones. it
1: would be. Yes.
0: Well, the, uh, what, I got to get
1: the, a copy uh, of this thing. You can get it on the internet. It's, so.
0: it's uh, online at uh, Yale University Library. You can get it. Yeah,
1: you can get. You can buy a copy of it. I guess on uh, Amazon. Uh, book, book form on Amazon. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. but Pretty I mean, cool look, huh?
0: it is cool. Um, mm. I've seen them for sale in bookstores as well. Um, Called no, like, productions of it. Bound, not bound ones, right? Uh hardback, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. How much do they go for? Oh, they're not expensive. They're twenty, thirty pound. Oh wow.
1: I'd love to get one of those.
0: I'll have a look if uh, we don't have any yeah. main we don't have any main books. You're best off trying one still, of those bookstores in the U.S. Still don't. got
1: two still got two
0: months. You can track it down. Hey, there's that really good bookstore in Uber report. They could probably order it. Yeah, there you go.
1: Anyway, so that's, that's a, always an intriguing one. I've always found that one fascinating myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of glad they uh,
0: haven't fixed it. Uh, they haven't uh, debunked it. Um, bunked it. Debunked. Is the opposite of debunked, bunked. So if oh. you prove something, you bunk it. No, you, if you prove that's something. That's that language again. Because, well, hang on. If you go out and debunk something, you are yeah. demonstrating that it's not true. So if you're demonstrating it's true, then you are bunking it.
1: No, because you, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I understand what you're saying, but if you say it's wrong, it's it's not like it's you can say it's unwrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have other words that, that that don't actually match up to by adding syllables to them.
0: Yeah, but in Latin, to to add the prefix "de," uh, yeah. To, yeah. Some, yeah, so well, debunk. All right, so go back to Latin. Yeah.
1: They you know are. what the first the first Latin word phrase I ever learned, and I remember this from high school. Go on, Britannia an insula.
0: Britain's an island.
1: Yeah, that was our first one. I will remember that to the day I die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky to be an island.
1: That's the only the only one I know. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> we all, we all,
0: the one I always remember sniggering at at school when we were doing Latin was illegitimus non carborundum. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Like, you ever see Life of Brian? Yes. 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 I know. I, which which particular segment are you referring to? You
1: know, what I'm talking about <laughs> It's the uh, uprising. The up uh,
0: upon the wall. Uh,
1: the guy's name.
0: Oh, the Roman centurion.
1: Yes, yes, that's Is the one.
0: Mister D- uh, Mister Dickens. Uh,
1: yeah, it's much bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the funniest skits ever. It. It actually
0: so my favourite um, uh, in that is where he's paint, painting all over the wall. Rom- Romanus aunt domum, yep. And he missed and he mispronounces the Latin, because that took me right the way back to Latin classes when we had domum, domus, domi, domi. Yeah, when you had a yeah.
1: conjugate freaking verb. Yeah. Oh God, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Well, speaking of conjugating verbs, um, yes? yeah. I was looking at. Yeah, I was looking at. Um, Anne Kerrigan's post from Horse Horse Neck Island, or where? Whatever. Lobster? She doesn't.
1: She doesn't exist to me when she goes on vacation.
0: No, but the breweries are welcome. Welcome her trade. Lobster Benedict. Mm-hmm. Is
1: That's that right. real. Is that real? Yeah. Oh yeah, Isn't absolutely. Uh. We have all kinds of cool stuff with lobster. The funny part about it when when we. First had lobsters, we learned from uh, when they came over here, the British, they thought it was crap, and they used to feed it to the prisoners.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, now now you, you, you end up here, yeah. You need a, yeah. a, a, you need a mortgage. We, we, where we are in West Wales, I know we're deviating a bit, but that's not unusual. That's okay. Where we, right. where we are in West Wales, we, we are um, as big a fishery, lobster fishery, as Maine.
1: Do you? Have, you have, I was going to ask you that. Are your lobsters the same as our lobsters?
0: Exactly the same. Okay. and uh, no, just cool. I Pem-
1: mean, you know, like we have like crayfish, which are not exactly lobsters, and we have other lobsters, like uh, I think the West Coast lobsters are different too. Uh,
0: you know, ours are the same species. As you. Okay,
1: that's cool. Yeah, uh, which makes sense. We're about the same.
0: And from from uh, about fifty miles north of here, through Pembrokeshire, and about. Mm-hmm. Uh, is one of, in fact, we produce more lobster per per year than New England do. But well, we don't eat tempting. it. We don't yeah. eat it because it all gets shipped to Europe. Oh. Um, there are fleets of <clears throat> uh, refrigerated trucks that, that haul it out from Pembrokeshire every yeah. day. Um, but um, you can buy local lobster at £29, is it expensive, £29 per lobster.
1: So Carrigan would be so about thirty seven dollars,
0: dollars. Yeah, about thirty five, thirty
1: seven dollars a lobster. So for a one pound twin lobster sheet, two one pound twin lobsters, that would be about fifty some odd. almost sixty dollars for Miss Carrigan when she
0: comes to Spurlock right? Well, she's she's a two lobster gal. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> Although two drink it or a two lobster gal.
0: Yeah, we uh we we. Got the boys to uh, try some seafood because they're at that age when like, seafood is disgusting. But they, they have prawns and then they, they have a delicacy here in Britain. And I tr- trust me, never ever eat it when you come over. It's called <laughs> lobster tail.
1: Oh, yeah, really? uh, it's got, really
0: good, here. yeah. Yeah, it, it's never seen a lobster. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, what it is um, do you have crab sticks? Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, well, we have fish sticks. I imagine. Crab yeah, sticks the same over. thing.
0: Yeah, but yeah. um, these lobster tails—if you can imagine—they take all the bits of scraggy white fish after they've processed uh, the fish in the factories,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then they—they they turn it into this um, meal, rubberized, bouncy ball-shaped, uh, ro- lobster tail-shaped. It looks like a, a like lobster tail. Oh, it does. And it's, and, it, and it's painted uh, to look mm-hmm. like lobster tail. Yeah, and. Yeah, and you eat it, but it has all the consistency and taste of eating a chewy rubber ball.
1: We actually have that uh, that here, which we call it uh, imitation crab meat.
0: Uh, we call it cat food.
1: No, this is well, this is no, this is good seafood salad. And, uh, oh, have, is, in fact, we have, rub. we actually have it at uh, SpiraQuest. We serve it at yeah. Uh
0: I recall it, and it was fine. But the British mm. version of it called lobster. It's a little bit
1: different. Mm.
0: Very, very different, but obviously made to a price. Hmm. Um, yeah.
1: So, anyways, we, we have plops and tails here, which are actually this. Uh, it's almost like a croissant filled with uh, uh, a uh, a cream, uh, like uh, like a whipped cream. What do, you, what do you call that? Hard whipped cream. I oh, I can't think of an. Fondant. Of mm, could be. I don't know. It's a it's a sweet. Uh, like, like a marshmallow almost, but it's, it's, you know, it's much richer and much better than marshmallow, but, uh, yeah, they, they fill them up. Sometimes they put strawberries in them too, but they, they're shaped like a lobster tiller, like a croissant, they're very flaky crust and they're filled with this sweet, uh,
0: cream. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, needless to say the the boys like the prawns and the Mm -hmm. cockles, but they didn't, cockles are just better, like tiny scallops. Um, but they, they, yeah, no. The lobster tails that we gave, that we got them to try, were just disgusting. Mm-hmm. So there we are.
1: So going back to mysteries of the
0: yeah. World. Let's go back to mysteries of the world. Oh, it's, fact, it's, well, actually, that, the, just before but, we do, because there is a mystery in this, because Ethan was telling me about a the story in that, that lobster tail. Tony so was telling <laughs> me a story that circulates. One, we on the subject of seafood in the mm-hmm. in the seafood uh, emporium. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a tank full of crustaceans, including yes. crabs, because obviously we have crabs as well as lobster. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me the the story of Crabzilla. Crabzilla? Ooh. Crabzilla. Now, I thought at first he was kidding, so I had to look this one up. And apparently, there is this story of and apparent photographs of these giant car-sized um, crabs. Sweet. In the North Atlantic, um, and people have photographed them. Really, I you know, it, it makes
1: sense. You know, I mean, the yeah. ocean's so deep and so if it's, you know,
0: yeah, we've seen that. Um, yeah, the, the the kids at school were talking about Crabzilla, and um, and that he he'd done an internet search, and I, so I did too because I thought he was pulling pulling. Um, with leg, but Kids would never do that. No, oh, no, but he wasn't. There is actually this story of these giant crabs that um, escaped from a research institute in Britain. Oh, of course, it did. into the ocean. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some mention of uh, n- nuclear something or other. Actually.
1: Oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had that, we, that was 1959. <laughs> they were making those movies.
0: Well, it reminds you of, of from nuclear
1: yeah. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we
0: people...
1: have them and we have. Uh, do, was, do you remember
0: uh, that one with the radioactive ants? Yeah, them. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, but That's it was an all awesome 1859. Movie. What about I the, one to with to the d- dinosaur that they uh, attacks London and they have to shoot it with a radioactive
0: artillery shot? I, I used to love all those black and white sci fi B movies. Oh, yeah, I watched them all. Watched them all. Anyway, anyway, sorry, back to mysteries. All
1: right, this is one that you, you I, I am sure you have an opinion on, and I know you know quite a bit, Mary Celeste.
0: Indeed, I, there is actually a local connection to the Mary Celeste. Oh, here we go, good. Um, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> you threw that one at me. Uh, 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 something, it, it had either been, or, oh, no, I can't remember it. Uh, you tell you tell the the listeners about the Mary Celeste. while Mary I try Celeste and find these. Mary Celeste, an American,
1: uh, bri- American merchant brigantine, uh, that was found adrift in the middle of the Atlantic uh, without a crew in December fifth, eighteen seventy two. Her lifeboats were missing, but the ship was in perfect condition and ample provisions. None of the crew on board were ever seen again.
0: So, oh, oh yeah, there we are. Did you know that they found the boat?
1: Yes. They were brought up into, I believe, uh, I think it was Spain or, or West Africa. I'm not sure. I think it was Spain, uh, maybe even Italy. But they, yeah, the for salvage of it because they can salvage if you find a boat or if you can salvage it, and that's the the
0: law. So apparently, yeah. it's the, the, yeah. But the wreck of the the ship, um, obviously, it didn't wreck. No, eventually it did. The no, wreck of not- the. In two thousand, yeah. in two thousand and one, the wreck of the Mary Celeste um, yeah. was discovered off Haiti by a team of maritime archeologists led oh, by.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Now I get to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I thought you um, were saying
0: that. No. Oh no, okay. no, not time. No. Yeah. Um, it was found by uh, a team from the National Underwater and Marine Agency. Um, but is unlikely to offer any clues about what happened to the vessel when it was abandoned. Uh, the, the discovery was announced at a news conference in Halifax and Nova Scotia in 2001.
1: And, and, you know, actually, if I knew I was going to be talking about this, you brought me a book, uh, I think three years ago on the Mary Celeste, uh, or other mysteries as well. Uh And inside it was a, a newspaper clipping, uh, about the Mary Celeste and, uh, I'll have to dig that up the next show, but uh, yeah, that was that was intriguing. Yeah, that, uh,
0: I think that newspaper clipping was what I was trying to was what I was remembering. Uh, okay, but I,
1: um, I will not, dig it up next show. Then we'll we'll cool. just uh, hit back that. So we'll skip this one and go on to the next one, yeah. and, which is you know what this is a, a kind of a cool. One. I love I love mysteries. I don't know if you you do or not, but I think you do, right? I definitely do. Yeah, you know, we lo- we love collecting things. We love uh, mysteries. We love doing things. But Roanoke Island.
0: Oh, do you know I watched? Uh, uh, what's it? The the mystery of Oak Island. Every
1: not Oak Island. Roanoke Island.
0: Roanoke Island.
1: Yes, it's one of the first colonies, actually. Was the...
0: oh, this yeah. the colony that disappeared?
1: Yes, Roanoke Island, situated off the coast of North Carolina, was established in 1587
0: by English settlers by John
1: White. White soon departed for England for more supplies, leaving his wife and daughter and granddaughter, Virginia Deer, uh, the first child born in the New World. When she came back in 1590, which is three years later, the entire colony was abandoned. Only the word C-R-O-A... T-O-A-N carved on a post was found.
0: Isn't there some uh, some something relating to this that there were uh, later um, some Native, there are theories. Uh, Native Americans that, yep. that had a pale, paler skin? Yeah, um, they, the theory, you know,
1: it's one of the theories that they played to nearby islands and were simulated by uh-huh. Native yeah. Americans. But the only problem is, you know, he came back three years later, and he well, It took a while started.
0: to sell the Atlantic.
1: Yeah, but he only came back three years later. Is what I'm saying. It takes, <laughs> you know, that's three years to assimilate everybody. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty
0: interesting. I I remember there was a series. Uh, there was several documentaries on television where they oh, yeah, set up to follow. Yep. To try, they set out to try and follow, uh, or try and discover what happened, didn't they? They they went back through archaeological dig uh-huh. sites, Native American sites, to see if there were any remnants of the um, of the survivors from Roanoke Island. Uh-huh. Uh, but then they they, as many of these programs do, they they sort of fizzled out with no conclusion.
1: Yeah, this—I've uh, seen several documentaries on it. And, and They're intriguing, and some of them will say this is proof of it. They found Indians that white-skinned, but uh, you know, in all fairness, that not necessarily be the same uh, settlers. But uh, I mean, it just just seems very odd that they would just leave with only that one thing. I mean, they they knew they were coming back, so you know, they were. I think they would have left a message. I mean, I would have. <laughs>
0: maybe they did but maybe the message just got destroyed i mean 3 years is a long time they H- found
1: a lot they found a lot of stuff though but uh-huh. anyway so, our message is going to be destroyed because we're going to take a break. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles International, uh, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom in uh, Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, right here on TojiNet and Pararex Radio with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolak. We'll be more back again with more Mysterious World.
0: Mysterious and spooky,
1: they all talk ugly, gooky. The Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax
0: family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. Ron, Ron, what are you doing? I was
1: looking at an 1886 silver dollar.
0: Oh, cool. Um, yeah, welcome back to part two of Ghost Promise <laughs> International <laughs> um, where Ron is going through his uh, silver stack.
1: See that, uh, you, you, Steve's told me that, uh, the course that he is once again into yeah, coin
0: collecting. I know. So I had to I dig out know. all my rare coins and start looking Got at your, them. You, you said your 81 Morgan dollar? 1881. Morgan dollar.
1: No, it's the, uh, it, it is 18. I, know, I just put it away for God's sakes.
0: It should be, an, it should be a Morgan dollar.
1: 1882. Yes.
0: Carson, Carson City Mint. Cause they're the valuable ones.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think so. Anyway,
0: but uh, yeah, because talking about money and mysteries and uh, Roanoke Island, because I immediately jumped in and went, oh, I love that program on television because I was going to Oak Island, Oak Island, oh. which has is fascinated me since a child. Yeah, but um, it's I talk like, about it when I've it's watched that
1: show for years and oh, I was like, well, watching paint dry.
0: I know, because you know that I mean, they can never find the treasure of Rogue Island. Oh, they Ro- all find
1: shit, and it's like, and, and, and the whole show is like, it repeats itself. Every time it comes back from the break, it just says yeah. the whole thing over again. And yeah. then it's like, because and even they, when they find something, they'll, they'll find, like, oh, uh, we found a nickel. Oh, a nickel on Oak Island? What could this mean? He's like, go away. (laughs) You just said you found the nickel. (laughs) Whatever. You finished? I'm ranting, yeah.
0: <laughs> because I mean, the program—they can never find the treasure because you know that each each week, you know, they'll they'll pop a diver down the hole, they'll send a camera down, they'll send a guy out in the swamp with a metal detector, they'll have a psychic, they'll have a ghost hunter, which they've yeah, had—that
1: was useless.
0: <laughs> um, they, yeah, you know, they—they each week they have a new theory in here, a, a new discovery that always falls yeah. flat. But, but that's television. The reality is even weirder because there actually is a mystery regarding oak island isn't there and this is a mystery that long predates television i mean this the earliest accounts of the mystery go back to the, se- the late 1700s um in fact the earliest known story features uh, a treasure find by a settler named daniel mcginnis which we're uh, which printed in the mid 1800s mm-hmm. um who talked about the, the treasure of Captain Kidd? Uh, yeah. which was, which was, and there have been discoveries on Oak Island. Uh, there is, or I, mean, I think, I think the, the the more recent excavations have long since dug it out, smashed it through, and but Season there was seven. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, the problem that they've got now is that the original pit in which there were f- uh, there was uh, the shafts and the mm-hmm. um, floors, the wooden floors were discovered and the, the other interesting articles, including the parchments, have been so dug through, over and around by subsequent generations of treasure hunters that as they revealed on the program several times and in, in, in other articles about uh, oak island is that they can't find the original pit now because basically they've turned the 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 area around it to mush mm-hmm. by sinking so many shafts holes and oh, digging yeah and down and smashing it around. There's there been
1: a lot of people, you, you know, they brought in big big, heavy equipment, and one of our presidents yeah. invested in it and everything else. It's uh-huh. like everything. So anyways, the, here it is, and uh, since 2014 Rick and Marty Lagina, uh, whatever the name is, hope to solve the mystery of uh, Oak Island. So anyways, they can you go there? Oak Island is a small pie island off the coast of Nova Scotia, Canada in my home Mahone Bay. It is currently privately owned. In 2008, the Lantiguer brothers purchased the controlling interest of Oak Island tours. When they're not treasure hunting themselves, their company leaves private and public tours. Bad news is their tours are in such high uh, remand that they uh, sold out the entire year.
0: (laughs) I I
1: would
0: have thought. I was going to take you there, but forget it. Yeah, it's a long way to walk. Yeah. But, I mean, the the first story of the first excavation appeared in uh, a Liverpool publication uh, in October of 1856 Mm -hmm. and talks about a group of people who got together to dig for Captain Kidd's treasure on Oak Island Um, and a later account was uh, published uh, in Chester, Nova Scotia uh, which then sort of took up the story of the Liverpool um, account. There, was, yep. there, was, there were excavations right the way through. There was another excavation in 1861 by a company called the Oak Island Association, where the original pit was re-excavated down to 88 feet and more shafts were, uh, were dug. Um, then, of course, they, they made the, um, the discoveries of the platforms beneath But then they also discovered that there was a side shaft which appeared to link directly to the ocean and promptly flooded the place. Uh, In 1866, the Oak Island El Dorado Company or the Halifax Company were formed. They they dug all over the place uh, with shafts, boreholes and tunnels. Uh, In 1896, another group arrived with steam pumps and boring equipment intending to try and pump the thing out. Um... They claim to have brought up samples of parchment that had um, letters, words, uh, apparently uh, inscribed on them. Nineteen oh
1: nine. One of the wait a minute. One of the theories is that uh, Shakespeare's or manuscripts written by uh, Sir Francis Bacon uh, were buried there.
0: and okay. uh, you referred to before, was uh, the nineteen oh nine Henry Baudoin, uh expedition to Oak Island. Uh, representing the Old Gold Salvage Group, one of whose members was Franklin D. Delano Roosevelt. Yep. Uh, by this time, the area known as the Muddy Pit was cleared out to 113 feet, and divers were <laughs> sent um, Then they followed William Chapel and Gilbert Hedden, who were there between 1928 and 1939, um, and they started excavations in '31. Uh, then the Restall family and Robert Dunfield continued the investigations between 59 and 66. The Triton Alliance, uh, under the uh, directorship of Daniel Blenkinship. Operated between sixty-seven and the 90s. Yeah, that's
1: the guy that's on the show. The...
0: Blankenship is the old guy who claimed. Um, and I think he lived... just died. I'm, I'm almost positive. Well, he's he, he appeared in several epi- in a lot of episodes. Yeah,
1: he was in a lot of episodes, but I think he just died recently, uh, not too long ago.
0: And um, they, they they he claimed that he dived down, hadn't he? And he he felt. A box, and he'd seen a picture, um, or he'd got this blurry picture that showed a body and uh, a casket down there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, and now we come to obviously the most recent, which is 2005 to the present, which is the Michigan group, uh, which is the Laginas.
1: Yeah. So, they've been running the since what, 2005, you said?
0: Yeah, since 2005.
1: So, what have they dug up on this show which was just in their seventh season? Well, they wow, actually did yeah. some stuff. In Lot 21 of the dig site, Rick and Gary found the antique brooch of copper and gold that is at least 500 years old. The gem they hoped was a ruby turned out to be a garnet. Uh, they also found several coins more than 200 years old, bone fragments, a lead cross uh, that was made between 1200 and
0: 1600 AD, and that's it. <laughs> Uh, Do they use an electric drill?
1: Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Barry, you, can what? hear th- you can hear that. Yeah. Oh, it's Janet using the dustbuster.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that, uh, d- amongst the artefacts reputed to be uh, in the Money Pit, you mentioned already the um, mm. in the 1953 book, The Oak Island Enigma. Uh, it was claimed that Francis Bacon's William Shakespeare work. Um, was was in there somewhere. Marie Antoinette's jewels um, have been reportedly um, to be down there. Apparently Mm -hmm. they were given to her, the jewels were given to her Mm -hmm. lady-in-waiting who fled to London uh, with the jewels, artworks and other treasures secreted Mm -hmm. about her person. Um, she then subsequently fled further to Nova Scotia. She contracted the French Navy to construct the Oak Island pit. Oh, yeah, there you go. And French, apparently French the Laginas claimed that possible evidence for this theory was discovered when the 500-year-old brooch containing a large garnet was found on the island. Uh, yeah. The island is also reported to be the uh, the, the site of the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, masonic don't the,
1: yep don't forget the Mas- uh the uh the treasure of the uh what the hell Freemasons. are masons no yeah yeah but the the knight's templar
0: yeah yeah what i was gonna yeah, say there's yeah. the Freemasons apparently still the treasure of the knight's templar down there yeah. um i might be also the final resting place of the ark of the covenant yeah
1: there you go so it's all there
0: very small play
1: yeah but, I I actually, mean, and when I, you know how I've been doing the show for so long that I had, I can't even remember who it was, but it's in the archives, one of the uh, original, uh, before the Lang genius brothers got in there, uh, on the show in, to talk about uh, Oak Island. So, somewhere in the archives is I'll, this I'll, guy.
0: I'll throw back for that, because um, I can't believe you haven't been up there. It's privately owned, yeah, but it wasn't always privately owned when you were when you were young and um, running it's in Scotia day. yeah and
1: no I don't have a passport
0: <laughs> do you need one now
1: you do then you didn't though I almost went there actually actually the funny part about it is we were going there on uh on nine eleven and it got canceled uh uh-huh.
0: But nonetheless, I mean, it's a story that's fascinated me since Charles. Oh, it's yeah, me too.
1: It's I remember well, you, reading. You and I both love mysteries. Yeah, I, I remember reading that 1950.
0: 1953 book and three. But, yeah,
1: that was read uh, well, readers we digest.
0: Yeah, um, now I didn't read the book and then discover the thing. I, my first disco- uh, first uh, sort of realization of the O'Carolan story, I think, it was in Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, World of Arthur C. Uh, uh, Arthur, yeah. World of the Supernatural uh, yeah, television program so cool. that sent me then to find the book, which I, I managed to, to locate some time later in the, in the library, and mm-hmm. uh, then got my own copy after that. But that Arthur C. Clarke program um, inspired many, many because it, it was there were several series of it. But as a kid, I found that fascinating. Yeah, uh, I with, did too. I th- I thought that was, was a series that you know really was inspirational in many many mm-hmm. ways. Then you had you know the, the world is but for us over here in Britain, we had uh, Arthur C. Clarke, and then later yeah, we bought in they bought in the American series with Leonard Nimoy. Yeah,
1: that, that yeah, that's a great series. And uh, speaking about William Shakespeare, he's also uh, one of the great mysteries of the world. Uh, he uh, see English bard. Auth- authorship is in question uh, still haunts scholars today. Many uh, are trying to figure out how a humble man from a countryside entered the literary world. Popular conspiracies suggest that he is a ghost writer are actually Frank Francis Bacon, Edward DeVere, uh, the the uh, Christopher Malo, uh,
0: they're, they're all in the they're all yeah. in there anybody yeah. you could put pen to paper has been credited with but I mean historically he existed um, you yeah know, you can go I
1: stratford saw my doctor who I know he existed <laughs>
0: um, there are record there are records that show he a man of that and certainly lived in Stratford upon in, in stratford upon Aden in the English Midlands uh, at the right time and he was in fact married to um, a, a famous American actress. I mm-hmm. um, can't remember a name now. Uh, Anne Hathaway, um, and the, the the cottage that they lived in survived, and survives to this day and is is, is a, a huge visitor attraction. So there's no doubt that, that that's now, on
1: the Avon, right? On yeah. the Avon. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: There's there's no doubt that a person by the name of William Shakespeare, married to Anne Hathaway, lived in that place at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a historical fact, an established historical fact, The the documents pertaining to his birth, death, and that of his children all, all survive uh, where the contention lies is, was he actually the person who wrote the the famous plays, poems, sonnets and film film uh, film scores mm-hmm. um, that's where the contention lies and there have been many scholars who've come forward and said that W.S. was um an acronym for William Stanley, uh, who was one of the, one of, uh, the landed gentry in Britain uh, in, at the same period. Uh, others have claimed that it was uh, Francis Bacon. You've named two, two or three more. Yeah. But I, I think I, it's interesting. For me, I think the fact that, you know, he signed his own stuff. We have examples of his handwriting um, and we have documents that prove he existed. I, I think it's it's kind of like a bit of a damp squib to say that there's any contention about him. It's one of those mysteries that seems to be somebody just making a noise just for the sake of getting themselves known.
1: Right, I, I, I agree, you know. You yeah,
0: know, I, I think he existed, and I think he was I really a do writer. too. I,
1: I think he did too.
0: You know, I mean, it was known at the time that he was a playwright and that he wrote plays for the Globe Theatre and that he produced plays for the Globe Theatre and he did all of this stuff because that was documented by lots of other people along with uh, his birth that of his family, uh, the death of his wife and the place that they lived. It was, you know, it it wasn't a case of Shakespeare appears suddenly a hundred years later. Uh, He was known in his own lifetime and was written about and talked about and documented in his own lifetime. And... These stories that it was somebody else undercover, and it was it was a, you know it was a conspiracy to hide the true identity of the author for for different reasons, really just strike me as well, yeah, essentially stuff and nonsense, just to try and make a a bit like the a bit like the Bermuda Triangle with Charles Berlitz's book, another one that I read as a kid, right. uh, who made this big song and dance about the Bermuda Triangle being this area of weirdness. Um, off the southern coast, of, the southern Atlantic coast of the USA, mm-hmm. uh, where, where things disappear. Um, and it's been shown time and time and time again that actually all of the disappearances are perfectly normal. No. And the, no yes, it has.
1: It has not, no, they've never found that flight of... Uh,
0: and of course they must- haven't. Of yeah. course, they haven't. I mean, lots of things disappear at sea and don't come back again. But that doesn't and the really
1: rescue, and the rescue when they went after
0: it. Yeah, and lots of other things that have disappeared. The boat. Yeah,
1: but and no wreckage. Of... There's a difference. There's no wreckage. These ships disappear with no wreckage.
0: Uh, thousands of ships disappear with no wreckage. Mm. Thousands of ships disappear with no wreckage. The Titanic. Titanic. Well, I mean, the... when when they did, uh, Lloyd's of London, who record every shipwreck. Um, yeah because they they, they right. did they, they their records were studied uh, mm-hmm. to see if were there any more ship and aircraft losses in the Bermuda Triangle than any other similar sized piece right. of ocean right. anywhere in the world, all and right. their conclusion was no,
1: right, I agree I saw that so uh, but that so doesn't matter that doesn 't really matter though the Bermuda triangle being a physical thing the disappearance of those particular Incidents, I think, is still a mystery. Whether you want to not attribute to the, the you know, triangle, it's certainly a mystery. It's uh, certainly
0: a mystery of what happened to uh, Flight Nineteen. In yes, of, and, and other ships and stuff However, would, there was there was um, a, a, an interesting book that was published. A number. Uh, oh,
1: it's a, a, always quite, lots of theories.
0: Well, this isn't a theory. This was done by the U.S. by a, a, a former U.S. Navy uh, still a theory who who actually managed to go back through the radio records, the transmissions of uh, Flight 19, the transcripts of the, and, uh, and and was able to put together a very, very plausible explanation that the, uh, as to where they might be, and uh, was when last when last I read about it, was, was trying to put together an expedition to find the, the missing torpedo bombers.
1: I think that's uh, ancient history because they haven't found them.
0: Well, they haven't really looked.
1: Yes, they have. There's yeah. been many expeditions to that. But looking recently. for all this stuff. I mean, you, I mean, let's face it. It's a mystery. I mean, look at the Loch Ness monster. How much? How many expeditions have there been for that?
0: Uh, many, many, many,
1: many, many, many. Right, and that's even uh, a smaller area. So,
0: well. Yeah, you can't find the lot next one. So you're gonna are you gonna find half a dozen torpedo bombers in the Atlantic?
1: If he's got all the information, why not? You found the, the Mary Celeste, we found the Titanic, we found dozens and how, dozens of And how and long did it ships. take them to find we the Titanic? We found the witch?
0: Yeah. We found where you where the, know
1: t- Morgan's knew, pirate ship.
0: They knew where the Titanic was. But how long did it take them to find it?
1: hmm
0: whatever. The ocean is a deep and mysterious place. Deep
1: and mysterious. Speaking about deep and mysterious, let's go something that I don't find that mysterious, but the, and I can't say it, it ain't got a theory or mechanism.
0: The Antikythera mechanism.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Well, that's not mysterious at all, is it? Not now they've got x-rays. In fact, they've built it. They've rebuilt it, haven't they? The Antikythera yeah, mechanism but it's supposed is supposed to be an
1: computer made by yeah. Greek scientists 150 to 100 BC. The computer was used for astronomical positioning of even eclipses. It remains a mystery because the technology was not seen until the 14th century, which I tend to doubt,
0: actually. And, and not only doubt, but you can demonstrate that the technology of cogs, gears, and mechanisms. Absolutely. Such, the such Greeks
1: used it. The uh, stupid uh, Egyptians used it in, for some of their shows.
0: Uh, well, the, the Greek had automata. The, no, they they used them in their shows when they would. Yes, but they come also up, had. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Automata, oh, automata okay. being these moving uh, uh, doors, statues, right, exactly, uh, mechanical devices yeah, I, I I that, that 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 used the identical mechanisms. Now, what the Antikythera mechanism certainly is, is a very advanced series of. And it was... The Greeks had the mathematical knowledge to understand the the uh, navigation and the motion of the skies oh, and the I'm motion sure. of the stars and planets. What they also had was the technical wherewithal to make these gears out of bronze and, um, uh, 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 and similar metals. Mm-hmm. Um, because they exist in archaeological... in other archaeological finds. Yeah. Yeah. And...
1: They were quite well, what, used in, in their shows, their, their yeah. Uh, yeah, public entertainment.
0: Yeah, and um, what they what they uh, also did was uh, quite, uh, only within the last three or four years, is using x-rays and the other bits of the antikythera mechanism that were originally left behind because divers went back and got more of it. Yeah. Uh, they they built a fully working uh, replica of the Antikythera mechanism and tested, and it was also built in a compu- inside a computer. They they also made a, a virtual version of it. <laughs> well, no, they made a three uh, a virtual version of the Antikythera yeah. mechanism inside a computer to test their notions that what it was was a navigation d- uh, tool that you would put in certain details into the the missing dials and fascias of which remnants survive, and it would move and tell you the positions of the stars and the planets and the sun mm-hmm. and it was perfectly you know this comes back to this nonsense that they talk about things like uh, the pyramids are oh, we were too stupid to build the pyramid we you know we had to rely on aliens uh you know three thousand years ago we, we couldn't figure out how a screw thread worked or how a gearing mechanism worked. exactly or, We so we we were just dumb monkeys three thousand years ago. Um, So we had to we had to rely on aliens to put this technology together for us. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit of a crashed spacecraft that they gave to us. And you know, and without that, we would have had no civilization. Well, you know, the problem with that is historically, the civilization pre-existed the Antikythera mechanism.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so, thanks. anyways, we uh, we are That's running out psychotic. of time, and of course, one of the other things that we wanted to talk about was the uh, uh, what do you call it? The um, Ooh, hang on, while well, we're still in the, the area of fifty-one, a... which
0: yeah, September twentieth,
1: September twentieth. So we are now um, heading towards that particular.
0: Uh, I'm so looking forward to that.
1: Yeah. So, have you an update on it, or is it just...
0: No, it's still going ahead. Um, it's going course, ahead, huh? It, well, it's going ahead on social media, whether it actually turns into reality. In fact, I, let's be honest, That's they're never going to let it happen, are they? But they'll just stop them at the state line. You know, any any movement of... the, You'll find that the Arizona you'll state... Get, you'll
1: get some idiots that'll...
0: Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll get a couple of... Um, and
1: end and up in a blaze of you'll, glory...
0: There'll be a couple of propeller heads try and get through, but what will happen ultimately is the Arizona State Government will just seal the board, state borders mm-hmm. a right. of, 24 hours before and stop the propeller heads. Well, they'll it. use the Which is a great shame, because you know, led by Will Smith, um, a line of RVs crossing the the desert towards uh, Area 51, which of course isn't in a desert, it's in the mountains, and uh, reached by reached by one one or two tortuous roads. What mm-hmm. so I was going to say about the Antikythera mechanism, I heard. Oh, a, I'm sorry. I
1: didn't. I did, oh, we, we just moved just, on, just, my, just dad. my
0: Well, your your mispronunciation at the start reminded me of uh, oh. something that happened at a conference a few years ago, where one mm-hmm. ufo- ufology researcher um, oh, here we go. of of yeah of um, who, who was a firm believer in the alien hypothesis of the Antikythera mechanism, but mm-hmm. suffered, like you, from a slight problem with pronunciation, called it you the Antikythera. Called it the anti clitoris mechanism. No, he said the anti clitoris mechanism. Mm
1: -hmm. Which was
0: amusing. It was amusing.
1: (laughs) They have a word for that. No, but that's besides the point. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we'll have to keep an update on the Area 51. Maybe we can broadcast live from there.
0: I'll drive. You 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 can stand on top and man the uh, man the the gun turret.
1: Right. We'll have our tinfoil
0: hats on. That's it. I want one with. I want be a beanie with propeller. Mm-hmm. Gotta look the part. That's true. It's true.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so that's our show. You'll be joining us uh, here in New England in a couple of months. I shall.
0: Um, I've been busy yet. busy working on the presentations for that uh, this very week.
1: In EaglesProject Get to check it out.
0: Yeah. One final question: Do you happen hmm. to know the origin of the propeller beanie?
1: No, I do not.
0: Nor do I. Hmm. Be fat, I, I, it's something. It's
1: got to be a failed it?
0: attempt. It's got. There's got to be something, hasn't there, behind that? Because it's it's become a popular meme for nerdy sort of. So there obviously was a somewhere in it, there is a propeller beanie in existence. The forerunner of all of the nerdy beanies.
1: Okay, we've only got 30 seconds. The original propeller beanie was invented in 1947 by science fiction author Ray uh, Faraday Nelson when he was in high school, sophomore. The inaugural incarnation was a brimless, uh, visorless, skull-capped... type uh beast in 1929, american television series time for bernie uh started uh to air locally with the, this thing on it so there you go so anyways go. Good night, you, good bless. you receive good, good night, night god bless